Yeah, sticks and waves, baby. Sticks and waves, sticks and waves, sticks and waves. Big brother Tucker. Brother Tucker, brother Tucker. Grapples Tapples, the podcast where we talk about everything from professional wrestling to how we like to get our steaks made, cut, cooked, get them cooked, 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 made. I do mine medium rare, generally. I'm usually medium, medium well, mm. depending on the on the, like the restaurant if I trust them or not. Because sometimes if you get a medium and ends up becoming medium rare, I'm not about it. So huh. I'm either medium or medium well. Yeah, I used to do well, but that was before I learned how Fact. to do things. Because so. my parents always taught me to be mad paranoid. Like, <laughs> like they're going to poison you. Right, You're exactly. going to die. It has to be well done. And then I tried medium, and I was like, oh, my life has changed forever. Uh, medium, you can taste the um, the flavor yes, of the meat. The juices. And when you get it well done, they burn it to a crisp anyway. So it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> true this. True this. But y'all are listening to us. On SoundCloud.com slash Grapples2Apples. That's the number two apples. Uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Play Music. Wherever you get the ears to have the sounds to go to your ears. But we have a bunch of stuff we're covering this week. NXT was all over WWE programming. You want to introduce yourself, buddy? Oh, I should do that. I am, of course, the double Z and the double E, Maddie Bizzle. Alongside my co-hosts. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Shades is dead right now. It's Jeremy. And do you want to give yourself like a, a very gothy kind of entrance right now, considering you're like doing a very gothy kind? He of looks thing? like well, I wanted to go emo Shades, but I don't have any glasses on today, so it's just Jeremy. Just Jeremy. Just Jeremy. Gosh. Oh, you guys like? I'm just. Just Jeremy. Jeremy. Nah, I don't want. I don't just want to Jeremy. turn them on like I did in. Uh, the other <laughs> it's just. It's just Jeremy today. No glasses, jacket, shirt, man. No glasses at night. No, no very sensual or toy. No, just Jeremy today. Just Jeremy. You sound so depressed. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, I am Will, the thrill, the poetarian, the Shakespearean candidate. Whoever you need me to be, baby, that's who I be. No major English today? I forgot. Damn. It's because he didn't get that poem this week. That's why. He's I'm dropping gonna, the major I'm going to throw you out my window. Oh, but are you going to get me that poem? Oh, but are you going to fly when I throw you out the window, though? I, I learned from Ricochet, so I'll probably figure it out. That's not how that works. Well, I watched enough oh, Spider-Man. Oh, my Atlanta. Oh, my Atlanta. <laughs> but you like Amazing Spider-Man, so you're going to flop. Yeah, no. Hey, come on. Dude, <laughs> why y'all like that? It's ducky. <laughs> that movie made good money. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. no one knew any better, that's right. <laughs> but. That's your third butt of the episode. <laughs> And there's three butts in this room. Hey. Hi-yo. Hi-yo. Hey. So, let's get into all the news for this week. Somebody ring that bell for me, please. So, let's start with some non-WWE news. First and foremost, Mayu Iwatani, who is a wrestler for Stardom, the all-female Japanese promotion, won the Ring of Honor Women of Honor World title at Bound by Honor which they had in Miami. So she defeated Kelly Klein for that championship. And apparently, Ring of Honor, along with Stardom, have announced that officially she will be defending her title in Osaka on February 24th against Konami. So The brand? Not the people that bring you Metal Gear Solid. 
No. There's, there's a soup. Not the brand. There's a performer. Imagine she just takes on all of corporate. There's just in a line. <laughs> She's gonna take Konami down. She comes down with Peroning. I was like, she's gonna shoot Metal Gear Solid. Avenge, what's the name of Iwo Jima? Yeah. <laughs> so right now Konami is like like the company is known for. Thank you. The company is known for just doing pachinko machines because they've like completely dropped out of games. So she's oh, just gonna Yu-Gi-Oh. We're not talking about. Come on. They don't. Not in the states. In Japan, they're very well known for pachinko machines. Can so she's we, gonna can, ride can we go back to, to the, the fine? All right, you know what? Take away my nerd. It's with fine. the wrestling, it's fine. Don't worry. You're on a wrestling podcast. Uh, we talk about everything from professional wrestling. I can't take you seriously when I can't see your face when you're covering your face <laughs> with your hair. He looks like he belongs in the brood right now, hiding from the world, man. What? Oh, oh my god! No. You know what you look like? Huh. Like abyss. Only instead of a mask, it's your hair. <laughs> Cause it's just your chin is out here, your nose is out here. It's <laughs> <laughs> a monster of this. Oh man, have a monster's bowl match. Oh, I just mean. Anyway, moving forward, New Japan Pro Wrestling has announced they'll be returning to the United Kingdom for Royal Quest at the Copper Box Arena in London, England, on Saturday, August thirty first. Hmm. Now, which is interesting to me, because I've been trying to plan my next vacation, and I don't know where I'm going. And now you do. But. I think I might have found my next vacation. So, we'll see. Uh, also, Eddie Edwards has signed a long-term deal with Impact Wrestling, which I think is weird, because why would anybody? <laughs> he's been like a mainstay. Yeah, in, yeah in he's been Impact. with Impact for quite some time. Speaking of Impact, this past weekend they had their uncaged pay-per-view, which for the most part... Kept the status quo. I don't, if I'm not mistaken, there were no real title changes. However, I did make some notes of some matches here that were of relevance, in my opinion. Uh, Johnny Impact retained his championship in a fatal four way against Moose, Brian Cage, and Killer Cross. So Brian Cage didn't uncage? Stop it. Uh, team AAA, because again, remember, like I mentioned last week, Impact and AAA have that, that working partnership. Yes, they do. Uh, Vikingo, Aerostar, Aerostar, who worked for Lucha Underground for a little bit, uh, Puma King, and Psycho Clown defeated Team Impact of Sammy Callahan, Falaba, Eli Drake, and Eddie Edwards in the World Cup elimination match. Not to be confused with WWE's World Cup to determine the best in the world. That was all made up of Americans. Americans. So <laughs> there was that. America, number one. <laughs> And what I thought was the match of the night was the street fight between Taya Valkyrie and Tessa Blanchard. Now, what I thought was interesting about this match is that these are not two women who typically you might think of as, like, bruising, like, brawlers who are going to do, like, hardcore stuff. But these two women went at it. Tessa Blanchard looks like a little ruffian, though. Like, she looks like she's a tough gal. She she went hard on the paint in this match. Her attire for this match was, like, all emo like base. Well, here's my uh, thing. Don't use that term. I'm offended. Stop well. it. So here's here's the interesting thing about Tessa Blanchard's attire for this match. I'm a little meh about it. So she wore jeans, like whatever, and then she wore a cut sleeve shirt of the Four Horsemen. Her dad is of course, Blanchard. but then she went and threw up the four. And to me, it's like her dad. Surprise! I understand. Her father yeah. was a Four Horseman. Yeah. She's not. It's her birthright. Yeah, it's but, her birthright. Yes. But when there's already a four horsewoman angle going on 
in a different promotion. Which none of them, one of them, have any ties to the Four Horsemen. The actual Four Horsemen. But they're not, they're not called the Four Horsewomen because they're supposed to be a continuation. But did she call herself one of the Four no, Horsewomen? No, no, but she wore this shirt and threw the four up. I'm just like... It's for her dad, who's sick. Uh, look, I'm not saying... Rick Flair's birthday's next week. Yeah, I know, I can't wait. Sarcasm. Um, is Charlotte doing a birthday bash on SmackDown? I don't want to. I'm going to WrestleMania. I'm not ready to rent yet. Let's leave the, the WWE stuff later. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying it's a horrible thing. I just I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm my brain is too set on what WWE's doing that when I saw Tessa do that, I was like, Meh. but you're right. She's the daughter of Four Horsemen, so who am I to judge? But it was a good match. It was a good match. The, Ty Valkyrie did retain. Against Tessa Blanchard, but that was probably the highlight, in my opinion, the best match of the night for that show. Hmm. Further along, we have Pac, who took on Walter at a show for OTT Wrestling. Ended in DQ, because that's how we keep everybody looking strong. And when you have two guys from different promotions who are kind of working, not working, because Walter's still NXT UK, but he's still allowed to take certain bookings elsewhere. Mm -hmm. This is how you make sure everyone's happy. And... During this match, there was a point where Walter snapped yeah. um, Pac's middle finger, and it was just completely disjointed. Yeah, It yeah. was I saw the one of the freakiest things. I actually wanted to send it in the group chat. I think someone on Twitter was like, Marty Scrum must be sitting at home going, like, why can't anybody sell like that for me? <laughs> 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 so, yeah, that took place. Speaking of Pac, oh. Pac versus Will Ospreay happened. I have yet to watch this match because I've been so busy. I've seen half of it. I am please, if you haven't watched it, go watch it because I'm sure it's amazing. But I, I it's not. To. It's not. It's not as good as everybody's making it out. But it's a pretty good match. But you're only halfway there. Yeah, but hey, what if it picks up? I don't know, man. It was, know. A lot has happened. It's not about how you start; it's how you finish. Yeah, but a lot has happened in the middle. Also, you've happened. There was a spot where I was like, "Oh man, that's." It was rough. I'm very much looking forward to watching this match whenever I get around to it. So that took place. Other In other news, March 15th at Sam's Town Live in Sin City, Ring of Honor presents its 17th anniversary show. I mean, sure. I guess. Uh, Marty Skrull versus Kenny King. Marty Skrull's their biggest name right now, so they're doing everything they can to push him while I mean, they still G- have him. Jay Lethal's not... Uh, he's still part of the thing now. Yeah, but they also know they only have Marty for so long. So they're milking Marty until his contract ends in April because they know that once that's done, he's jumping ship to AEW. So he's pretty much been the face of Ring of Honor for the last month or two. Mm-hmm. Since January, basically. I don't know. I wonder how that's going to go for them once he officially... like. Uh, that's leaves. why they have him building up the Villain Enterprises. Mm. I, they're going to recover. They always do. Yeah, Ring of Honor will be fine. I'm not worried about Ring of Honor. It'll be fine. I'm more worried about New Japan, but that's a different story. Mm. But yeah, that show is three weeks before the G1 Supercard. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be interesting, that month span. <clears throat> and last bit of non-WWE news. New York City's House of Glory announced the main event for their Saturday uh, Culture Clash event is going to be LAX, who, you know, they perform for Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. They are the, currently they're the former tag team champions because they lost their championships to the Lucha Brothers. Teaming up with Loki, who is infamous in the wrestling business because he's apparently not a nice guy, versus the Great Muda. Oh! Yeah! The old Great Muda. (laughs) Pentagon Jr. 
of the aforementioned Lucha Brothers, and Yushiro Tajiri. So, what's Tajiri. The, I'm sure, I mean, there's the rumors that um, Ray Phoenix is actually legitimately hurt. Ooh. Which is, I'm probably guessing that's why he's not in this match. That's why Tajiri's in the match. Right. So, I don't know. Hopefully he's okay. But I think I remember seeing something where he was in a match and taking out in a stretcher. I hope that's shoot. Oh, um, I mean, I hope that's a work. Yeah, but. that I, he's okay. From okay. what I read. Yeah, yeah. That, he got pulled out, but then it was fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in the non-WWE news, there wasn't much. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that. However... On the other side Ooh. of the wrestling spectrum. WWE. 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 So, what was it? Thursday? Friday. Friday? I think I'm, it was Thursday or Friday. Jimmy Uso and his wife, Naomi, are driving down a one-way street the wrong direction. <laughs> no, why, why would a normal person do that? Um, they wouldn't. I think they were drunk. So they get pulled over by the cops. <laughs> because, duh. Because, uh, duh. <laughs> but they live in the Uso Penitentiary. They don't know what's right, right and left. They just, they, 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 they do whatever. No? Oh. Oops. So, so, they get pulled over by the cops. And then, and then what else happened? The cops stated that the car reeked of alcohol. Okay. Reeked of alcohol. Now, this is clearly a Uso family tradition because Jay did this last year <laughs> <laughs> where he got busted for a DUI. Oh, yeah. He just got busted for a DUI. Well, this Jimmy the story. Yeah. had to one-up his brother, of course. <laughs> they asked Naomi to step out of the car. She obliged, and Jimmy wanted to take the Detroit officers to the Uso Penitentiary <laughs> and decides to square up with the cops. Well, the only confirmed details were that he removed his shirt and jacket. Yeah, but... They didn't say that he squared up. Or screamed, this no, is there, there to the Uso Penitentiary. No, there is. He squared up with the cops. And all the reports the that cops, I saw, it was just he removed his jacket and, and, and shirt, and then the cops... Bro, that's a square up. <laughs> I mean, you can take off your clothes and just be like, no, Look, I'm naked. You're, no, no. He's drunk. He, he, he can't figure out how to work his but hands But what is, square, is squaring up posturing or is squaring up putting your hands up First in of a all, fighting position? When you take your jacket and shirt off in the hood, that's squaring up. In the hood, though. But he's in That's like, a square up, bro. Yeah. Yo, if I take off my jacket and shirt right now, is, am I squaring up to you? Of course you are, but I know this. That, that's what squaring up is. But that's what I'm, okay. But there's a difference between like what's understood as squaring up and legitimately squaring up. Bro, if you take your jacket and shirt off, you are legitimately squaring up. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Just, just humor me. I get drunk out of my face, right? Yeah. And I decide, yo, it's hot in here. Because anyone who knows me, when I get drunk, I get hot. I decide to take my shirt off. Am I squaring up with you, or am I just taking my shirt off because I'm no, hot? No, because you're not in an altercation with somebody. You're just taking your shirt off. Maybe in that altercation, I'm so hot, I want to take my shirt off. So you take your shirt off, but are you screaming at me like, yo, is there a problem? But just because my shirt's off. Do you mind off, that That's what I'm saying, though. When, when is it squaring up? Bald fist? Is that square up? No, all right. Or so is it hands up? There's an it's energy. all about 
it's all about the energy. If you and I are arguing, and then all of a sudden I, you uh, take your shirt off, I'm like, so you squaring up to me? I'm saying from a, from a, from a logistical technical perspective, like the cops, because you got to put it in a police report. So how do like what do they define as squaring up so that they can't be I don't contradicted? <laughs> I you know, because if a cop goes, oh, he squared up. No, I didn't. My hands were up down my side. If you take but, your jacket and your shirt off, the cops, the, you're looking to fight. Maybe he felt warm. Stop it. That's it's Detroit the, in the whole, winter time. <laughs> <laughs> but he was drunk. My whole point is that there's room for argument if the hands are not up. If my man throws his hands up, that's a square up for sure. No argument. Bro, everyone listening, please, I beg I know you guys don't do it, but please, in the <laughs> comments, please tell him, please tell everyone that when you take your shirt off and you're in an altercation, that is a square up. I'm not arguing that. I'm arguing is this the logistics of can it be argued that he wasn't. There are reports that the cop pulled his taser out. Yes. And then Jimmy was like, chill, I ain't trying to take you to the Uso Penitentiary. <laughs> right, I, I get that. I feel that. I'm just saying. I don't know. Well, the square up thing is, is what I'm like honing in on. Because every report that I read was just jacket and shirt. Which, okay, so cop goes, jacket and shirt, that's a square up. We gonna do this. And so Jimmy's like, chill out. But and there's a difference between an implied square up and a legit square up. I think if that cop sees anything close to like a muscled man with no shirt coming at him, he's gonna be like, "Oh, where's in my the, gun?" In the middle of winter <laughs> I, in Detroit. Right, let's, let's, move Detroit. let's move on. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah. Let's go to Detroit. You want to talk about the announcement they made, they made about Royal Rumble? Yes, I'm. Go ahead. I'm, I'm getting down. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Man. I don't want you to get hot. Take your shirt off. <laughs> don't square up on this. Don't square up on me. So Jimmy Uso spends the night in jail, post bail. And he was there in time at the Elimination Chamber to, as you guys already know, capture the Tag Team Championship. The matches. Yes. But Naomi wasn't arrested. She was driving. She, she was the driver. She was driving arrested car. too. Was she? They posted bail. Oh, they, they both posted bail because there was only a mugshot of Jimmy, not her. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. I didn't Every see report the... that I said, what I heard was, or what I read was I think, they. You know what? They. I think they, they both got caught, pulled over. And I, I want to say Naomi was the one driving the car. So then she would have to get arrested. Mm, I don't know. I didn't see a mugshot, so. Well, who's going to make more headlines with the mugshot? The guy who squared up with the cops or the girl who was drunk driving? I don't know. They're both WWE superstars, so. Yeah, whatever works. One of them tried to fight a cop, though. Uh, but he didn't try to fight a, co- fight a cop. <laughs> oh, my God. All I'm saying is that there's room for debate there. That's all I'm saying. There's room for interpretation. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> From Jimmy trying to rumble with the cops to the actual Royal Rumble, they announced on Raw that Minute Maid Park, home of the Houston Astros, will host the 2020 Royal Rumble. I'm pushing for City Field 2021, son. I told you, I was like, yo, why? In the middle of January. It's going to be terrible. It'll be so cold. So there, I guess there's. They have a theme now, like the Royal Rumble is going to be in baseball stadiums. I mean, it makes sense. It's their second, arguably the second biggest show of the year. Mm-hmm. So if they can do it, why not? Yeah, I would say I mean, they sold show. out the Rumble sense. in Arizona. Continue to do it. Do it until you can't do it no more. I mean, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So we're gonna have Mania at football stadiums. Rumble at baseball, baseball stadiums, stadiums and everything else in arenas. Yeah. 
Can't wait for. Uh, I'm waiting for Survivor Series to come back to the Garden. It's been so long. We'll get to the Garden later. Da da da. An announcement for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. WWE Hall of Fame. The first of the year. The first announcement. Are you ready? Do do do. No. Nope. Do do do. I thought you were doing like I didn't know if you were doing that or Triple H's. Oh, you! Okay, I'm sorry. Break it down. Because it's not. I said break it down. You're right. Triple H's thing. You're jumping the gun here, Bizzle. I'm. I'm trying to get us on track before we go back on tangent again. We're we're on track here. I'm gonna break it down for you. D Generation X. Break it down. So. DX. Triple H. Shawn Michaels. The New Age Outlaws. X Pack, X Pack, <laughs> and, the and ninth China. Wonder, okay, the ninth wonder of the world. Finally, am I, am I doing the news or are you doing the news? I, I don't know. Thank you. I thought Dustin Rhodes was supposed to do the news. But uh. <laughs> Lord, well, now, what just happened? Now you look like that guy who makes those documentaries. What's his name? Oh, Michael, Michael uh, Moore? Yeah, you look like Michael Moore! <laughs> For our audio <laughs> listeners, who are all of you again, <laughs> Shades decided, or Jeremy Jer- decided to Jeremy. put a baseball hat on. And now, he's Michael Moore. Oh my, Joe, you're... You got like a weave going on right you now, bro. You look a mess, like, B. Wait till we get the vis- video. Oh my god. Can you mean <laughs> So anyway, as you were saying, Man, so Shawn Michaels, second entrant, yep. second time time being inducted into the Hall of Fame once as a singles competitor. Now with D-Generation X, Triple H is his first of maybe two or three. Two or three. I mean, I think Evolution will eventually be put in there also. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, it will be like Ric Flair's like seventh induction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, X-Pac, because this is the only way he was getting Holy in. Holy shot. And surprisingly, uh, uh, you, 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 you're jumping me, Bizzle. You're jumping me. I'm trying to. I got a thing going on here. Oh, he's got to build. I'm sorry. You let him build. Which surprising. You and I were discussing this on earlier this week. Mm-hmm. When, when New Age Outlaws, yeah. first time getting in. I'm surprised that they weren't already in. I I I was mm-hmm. almost 100 percent sure they were in. Yeah. And I went through the list, and I'm like. No, they're not. You would My think God. a tag team that was so as successful as they were during the Attitude Era. Nine-time tag team champion? Eight-time tag team champion? Something like that? Some. As popular as they were, as successful as they were, you would have thought... And the fact that, not only that, but it's not like they have any any ill will with WWE. Road Dogg is a backstage uh, producer mm-hmm. for SmackDown. Billy Gunn was a trainer for them until, like, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, now he's with AEW... But it wasn't he even at Raw twenty five? Potentially, yeah. I think he was. So like, it was just this past yeah, year. Yeah, they like buried uh, the revival. The revival. The revival. So the they were, same thing. They were just. He was just there. So I was surprised that like they weren't inducted sooner. Yeah. Maybe maybe another year when they need a tag team to put in because they usually do you know like a few singles, a tag a, team, a tag, celebrity, a woman, and a, yeah. a celebrity and a posthumous. So. So, last but not least, we get to China, who is probably the more the biggest news of the D Generation X faction mm-hmm. getting in. Now, 
I don't like that she's getting in with DX because for me, now it's uh, she's in, so we don't have to put her in as a singles competitor. Right. It's like, oh, now, like, well, we gave you your pound of flesh, here's China into the Hall of Fame, you're done now. Yeah. I think that's it's a little messed up, especially for what she's done for I 100% agree. wrestling in general. Mm-hmm. Not only just sure. women's wrestling, but wrestling in general. I 100% agree, but I feel like this was the only way it was going to happen. Yeah. And so it was kind of just like, you know what? Take what you can get. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw, I mean, it's a little bit more on the comical side. I saw a meme where someone, or it was like a Trojan horse, and they wrote Degeneration X on the horse with China in the Trojan horse, and it was Triple H bringing it to, to Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Like, look, Degeneration X. And that was like his way of sneaking China <laughs> into the, the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, this is like the only way she's going to get in. Because Vince is hung up on her post-WWE life and her doing the adult entertainment stuff. I think that's BS, though. That's I not, not his whole, his whole thing. Because, I mean, he had her, her Sable, Sable again, and Tori Wilson, uh, Ashley, that won the Diva but Search, and posing, Christy. posing nude for Playboy versus doing adult films are viewed very differently. I mean, come on. You're showing your, viewed, your bits and not... You, yeah, showing yourself alone in the nude is just that. It could even be... Some people will talk and consider that art. I mean, some yeah. people consider but adult, adult entertainment films, art. I don't think we're anywhere... As a society, I don't think we're anywhere near that being considered legitimate art. And just, and it's and it's not like it's one thing where like let's say, Sunny has like that one, film. We're talking about a woman who did multiple, including. Some very hardcore stuff. Now again, I don't agree, that that should cost her, or prevent her from going to the Hall of Fame, especially considering what she's done for professional wrestling for women professional wrestling. First woman to be become an intercontinental champion, even though she was a co, whatever you want to call it. One of the few who entered into the men's Royal Rumble. I think first, she did it twice. The first woman. Then. She was the first one, right? Mm-hmm. And she did it twice. Mm-hmm. You know, she what she accomplished, what she did, and what she meant for the WWE and women's wrestling for the time that she was there. Oh, uh, she wasn't the co intercontinental champion at first. She beat Jeff Jarrett straight up. I thought her only reign was the co with with Jericho. No, she beat uh she beat yeah. uh, Jeff Jarrett straight up. That's why Jeff Jarrett held Vince for ransom. He was the IC champion. His, okay. his contract expired. Okay. So what she did, you know, I mean, you can't look past it. But Vince is Vince, and so for me, I'm happy she's in. I don't like the circumstances under which she's in, mm-hmm. but she's in. She's recognized. I was horrified. At the thought of them inducting Degeneration Next and excluding her, mm-hmm. so the fact that they included her, I'm with it. I'm I'm just happy that China's in. I mean, with with Degeneration Next, it, it feels mandatory that they put her in. You know, she she was the third member of Degeneration Next. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she was the OG three. Yeah. Um, There's I only remember. one person who was left off, arguably left off of this induction. Mike Tyson. Rick Rude. Rick Rude. But he was like an unofficial member. No, he, he was really a member. Do anything? Kind of just stood in the back. He was just a manager. I mean, but they even said that like they just had Rick there because they thought it'd be funny. Like, like Rick, what are you doing? 
Come, 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 do this thing with us. I mean, okay. I mean, thank God Tori isn't uh, oh my God, being no. inducted to the Hall of Fame. I think also Vince might still be a little sour about him pulling that two shows in one night thing. I'm. They inducted him to the Hall of Fame, so I don't think so. Fair. Maybe he doesn't want him in there twice. Impossible. Maybe because no one thinks of Rick Rude when you think of DX. Well, that's true. I don't know. Like, I feel like only us nerds know and remember that Rick Rude was in DX. The same, like, the same nerds that only remember, like, they don't remember Rick Rude for being in the NWO either. They just remember him pulling the two-in-one-night thing. Yeah. And him just being the uber-heel like, in the 80s. I feel like he's known for being the uber-heel, the two-in-one-night, and having, like, the, the tights with his face on it. And Jake the Snake Roberts' wife. Yeah, right, exactly. How about some news from our source? Some exclusive exclusivities. Exclusive. We got our own, our own uh, news source. source. We got our yeah, own boy. source now. We're, we're moving up in the world, baby. This we're is moving. from a source who will remain unnamed. WWE to host Raw and SmackDown at MSG September 9th. And 10th. First time since 09, man. This is huge. Yeah. Oh. oh. These other dates? November. So these are, these are the last time that they were at. In November. Yeah. So November 09. 16th of 09 was the last time Raw was at MSG. Damn. Bro. And May 1st or May 10th of 2009 was the last time SmackDown was at MSG. And it was oh, November 16th, 09. The Yankees just won the World Series. So, I want to, for those of you who don't understand how big of a deal this is, I want to put this into context. MSG was always known and considered to be WWE's spiritual home, right? They always act like that's where they're, like, they're based in, even though they're from Connecticut, whatever. However, since 2009, they have not put on a show at MSG because... It's been too expensive. A, rock, a televised show. Yeah, they haven't done any televised shows because it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. Around that time is when MSG raised all their, their rent and their rates and all that stuff. That's when they started to do the renovations and all that. So and doing the Barclays, so. anything at MSG has been insanely expensive. So because of that, they've stopped doing broadcasts from MSG. Now, everything was all cool and dandy. Until this past year, when New Japan and Ring of Honor announced that they were going to be doing their super show at MSG. When that initially happened, WWE called MSG and tried to put a stop to it. They're like, we, I mean, we're us and you're you. Like, we held our very first WrestleMania here. Like, how, how can you do this? So initially, it was stopped. Then Ring of Honor got on the phone with their lawyers, and the show got put back on. So now, I don't think it's any coincidence that the same year that Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling have booked this super show at MSG, all of a sudden, WWE is going to televise shows from MSG again. To me, this says so much about WWE and their concern for... Professional wrestling outside of the WWE brand. I mean, you have one of the <clears throat> most famous arenas hosting 
not really, but really your competition, the same weekend you're having your biggest event of the year, your Super Bowl, as they like to uh, mm. label it, heck yeah, they're nervous. <laughs> AEW is building nothing but traction. Yep. And yeah, they haven't had their first televised show or they haven't had their first legit pay-per-view. I went to different... I was at All-In. I was, I was but at, that wasn't under the AEW I know, brand. I know, I know, I know. But it was essentially... With their ratings... It's like a pilot episode. ...going down <laughs> like a... <laughs> ...dumpster fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Analogy doesn't make sense, but you get what I'm saying. They're going down like a fat kid rolling down a hill. This, this is this is no no small coincidence. I, I no small coincidence. I think Vince is getting nervous. I think so too. This is huge. This is like people. I don't think people understand just how big this is. And they this say, is "Oh, huge. Vince loves competition. Vince loves competition." He doesn't. He's scared of competition. He's scared of good competition. He fears competition. He's like, we almost and went now in the nineties. It's like, again. hey, I know that I have money, but. These wrestlers are like, yo, I don't care about the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want the recognition. And I can get the recognition going to AEW, ROH, New Japan, uh, Rev Pro. You can go anywhere, you know? To that point, there was talks that Jimmy was trying to get arrested so that way he could get out of his contract with WWE. Which, that makes no sense because is not going to release him for something like that simple. Y- if he wants to get released, right just fail through drug tests. Fail a drug test. Uh... Domestic abuse. You want a guarantee out of your contract? Hit Naomi. Mm. That, other, that causes other complications, though. Just ask which one. Worse than driving drunk? I mean, I would argue that. I mean, hitting his wife could cause, you know. I mean, even if she's okay with it, like, just logistically, in I'm the long I mean, term. Yeah, you know, the whole idea of him trying to get himself arrested just to get out of his contract is the most asinine thing I've ever heard in my life. Absolutely. But go to Vince's office and take a dump on his desk. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, well, I don't want to be I think at this point, you. I think at this point he's still, Vince would be like, mm, fine. <laughs> Here's your title, champ. Right, exactly. <laughs> he's like, bro, he'd rather put in English on commentary for 205 Live than cut him. He ain't cutting nobody right now. Mm-hmm. Well... <laughs> Vince, it's your birthday. I'm not cutting my cake. <laughs> I can't. I can't expect AEW to pick it up. No, thank you. <laughs> Last bit of WWE news. Thank you to our inside source for that information, by the way. Oh yes, thank, thank you. Cough, cough. Yeah. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Nudge, nudge. Last bit of WWE news. Yeah. Paige shooting herself in the foot. Not just once. Not one foot, but both. Just bang, bang. Paige just loves to be in the news for her mouth. What? Oh. <laughs> she, she loves, like, she says stuff. She's one of the most controversy-seeking athletes on the planet. As long as they stop, you know, as long as they're talking about you, it's good. It's not, but anyway, go ahead, Jay. So Paige was a... In the interview... She, in an interview, she blamed the fans for the pre-Divas revolution of wrestling. Yeah. 
and why they weren't getting pushed or they weren't as popular. And a a man by the name of Boris? Yeah, so she her claim was, if I, I think her exact words were, WWE wasn't holding the women down, it was the fans. So then this Twitter user by the, the, by the name of Boris went and put a whole thread with examples of just how much it was the WWE, mm. which included interviews from Michelle McCool where she said that her and Melina got yelled at backstage for having a match that was showing up the guys. I think I yelled at by an agent for that. Another one where she had to go out and retape one of her matches because the punches looked too real. Um, an interview where I forget who it was was in a cage match and they were not allowed to use the cage as a weapon. Uh, Victoria saying she wanted to to blade and they told her she wasn't allowed to because no one wants to see a diva blade. Uh, Nikki Bella saying that her 15 minute match got cut to 30 seconds. Which is good. It's, an, it's a Bella match. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who else it was. It was a... a Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus saying that she was stripped of... I mean, not stripped, but she lost her... Her women's championship because she refused to kiss Tori Wilson because she thought it was not good for her character. Not because she didn't she cared about kissing a woman because she'd done it before, but she thought it didn't make sense for her character to kiss Tori Wilson. She said no. They made her drop the belt. There was also, I think it was uh, Michelle McCool versus AJ Lee for the Divas Championship or something like that. And just before they went out, they were like, go home. So before they even left gorilla position, they told him just go out there, go for the finish, and wrap it up. Hmm. So things of that nature. Multiple examples. I'm missing, I think, two at least. But this person put out a whole thread of all these examples of how WWE held down the women. So then she responded with, I didn't mean that it was just the fans. It was both. That there were times where we'd go out there and fans are, you know, yelling at us that we're the bathroom match or yelling we want to see puppies, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, look, when WWE tells their fans this is not important to us, why would the fans think it's important? It's very true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we're guilty of it also. Sometimes we're like, yo, this is the bathroom match. For sure. But to me, that's like... I think especially now it's it's more if if we say that about a match it's not because it's a women's match it's just because it's a match that we're like okay it's match. something that we're not invested in right either because WWE isn't invested in it or because what, we're, what we're I'm not saying on board is with that angle. we're guilty of it also no, yeah yeah mm-hmm. like that kind I mean, of I mean how many times yeah. have we said oh Ronda Rousey versus this person that's my bathroom match yeah but again but I think that's because of our own predilections and our own thoughts about that specific thing. Versus just, oh, look, there's two women in the ring. I don't care. Mm. Bathroom time. For the longest time, my bathroom match was anything with Brock Lesnar. Oh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns again? I'm going to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So. That is the news. Does that mean we have to talk about Raw and SmackDown now? Of course. We would have to talk about Raw and SmackDown next because. I don't want to. But, but Raw. But I don't want to. I, there was so much about Raw that I liked, because I tried to ignore the bad parts. But, but you I ignored know, all of it. 
I'm sorry. Go I'm, ahead, Vince. Go ahead. I'm Go sorry. Ahead. There was enough wrestling for me to be like, I'm having a good time tonight. So, they start up Raw. Hunter comes out. Talks about uh, Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. um, DX getting inducted. We went over that already. Mm -hmm. He talked about um, the fallout from Chamber. And he talked about how we would be seeing some of NXT's brightest stars throughout the night. Mm -hmm. And then he leaves with... Um, the table match. So after announcing, gonna... we're going to see all these NXT superstars. How about we start with Braun and Baron Strowman. The rematch. Braun and, Braun and Baron Corbin, excuse me. The rematch. And a table match because reasons. Because they don't. They need to fill three hours of a program. And why not have the rematch from Elimination Chamber? Anyway, proceed, Matt. So, so yeah. So that happened, unfortunately. So I'll, I'm sorry. Before you continue, I want to preface it this way. You and I have 100% opposite opinions on this show. See, I... Uh, so, I want to hear everything that you thought was good about this show before I go ahead and tell you about how much of a piece of junk this show was. See, oh, I wouldn't go as far as saying a piece of junk. Here's well, the thing. Thinking about it retrospectively, I think we have similar opinions. Okay. However, I just cut through a lot of the commercials and the BS promos that were in between mm. because... There was just so much more important things to get to. Um, so the tables match happened, and mm -hmm. I was not excited about this. Mm -hmm. It was just more of what we got the night before. Right. And I'm sure you're going to go, you know what? You want to explain to me why Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre were interfering in this match? No, no. you, no. you oh. enjoyed Raw. You tell me why. Oh. They, they well, were I there. didn't enjoy this segment. Like I said, uh, I flash-forwarded through a lot of okay. BS. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Next. Next was the Finn Balor. Oh, well, Paul Heyman got, gets cut off by Finn Balor coming out to the ring. Paul Heyman cutting a promo about the promo that he cuts in the video package of him cutting a promo? Again, skipped over that. So mm -hmm. he, had like a, he had a video package of Brock Lesnar and him being this dominant guy in mixed martial arts. He cut a promo to introduce a video promo where he narrates a promo. For Brock Lesnar's MMA career. Beating up the most dominant heavyweight champion. I was like, false. Randy Couture was not the most dominant heavyweight champion. <laughs> please, Bizzle, please tell me more about how good Raw was. <laughs> so, once you fast forward through all of that, um, Finn first, Balor... The first 45 minutes of Raw. No, was it, was it that yes. much? Oh, I didn't see that much. Anyway, um, Finn Balor cut a promo about how he's... I see Champ now, and he feels so good to have a title around his waist. And then Leo Rush comes out, gear all on, ready to rumble. Well, I would hope his gear's on and not like. Well, no, sometimes he's got a little suit on or whatever he's doing. Yeah, you know? right. He's got like his like banana shoes, like banana <laughs> shoes. He's got his like boating shoes and his <laughs> right, his, like right. high water pants, vest, no shirt under. Yeah, can't be collect. Oh, he, that's that's his song. He came. <laughs> that's his song. Uh, but uh, Bobby Lashley bombards Finn Balor. Him and Leo Rush attack uh, Finn in the ring. And who comes to save him? NXT's one and only Ricochet. The first debut. Why do you sound so sad about this? I will, I will get to my issues later. Why don't you continue? No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. Because it's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be. Oh. So, dale. Go. Dale. Oh. Uh... Defend your show. <laughs> so, my show continued on with uh, Ricochet and Finn Balor teaming up. 
against Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush in tag match. And they went on for a while. They were on for like 30, 30 minutes. Mm. Seemed like a while. It was. Some I, I was thoroughly entertained, of course. It was a long match. I don't know if it was maybe with commercials. It was thirty. Uh, but either way, it was. It was. They gave it was a time. chunk of they my time, time bar. They gave but yeah. time. They, it was nice to see the Ricochet versus Leo Rush, like we did back. Well, those of us who are nerds enough to watch their indie stuff, like their PWG stuff. To see some of that, again, in a WWE ring with better production was really cool. That was really cool. And I wish they would have built off of um, that a bit more. Because I figured you being a 205 Live you guy. guy They're not going to build on whatever they do in the indies. No. Whatever you do in WWE doesn't exist. Well, not necessarily what's in the indies, but they're, di- they're dynamic. It's WWE. Well, the problem is, remember, they're booking Leo Rush as just the 205 Live guy who happens to manage Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. And Lashley's this, mouthpiece. Right. And this is you know Ricochet's debut on the main roster. Sure. Which we so we don't know if any of these debuts are permanent or like shifting or what the deal is if they're one-time deals. No clarification whatsoever. No, what's that? Mm, beats me. But I'm just happy I'm getting to see Ricochet twice in a week. Yeah. Well, three times. Hey, we didn't get SmackDown yet. We're not there yet. More NXT. <laughs> anyway, proceed. Continue to tell me about how good Raw was. Uh, Ricochet goes over with the 690. On 630? 630. 630. I, say, I was like, that's not a... That's, that's, a, like, that's a weird rotation. He's going to lay on his feet. Like, stops, like, <laughs> like, on his knees. <laughs> 630. 630. Learn math. I don't know how... Ge- I failed geometry with, like, a 40. It's not my thing. So what is your thing? Because it's not English. It's like, not quick maths. It's not quick maths. It's not any maths. <laughs> So, Ricochet wins with the 6.30 on Leo Rush. Duh. <laughs> um, and then, well, the next segment And then was, was Dean Ambrose slapping Drew McIntyre. Yeah, it's like... I, I'm sitting there watching Raw with my nephew while playing WWE 2K19, and I just see Drew McIntyre talking to Triple H. That he wants a match. He wants a match. And Dean Ambrose just comes in to frame and slaps the taste. Literally, I... I it was a slap slap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you want a match? Like, you have a match with me? Shit was like, should I change the match to Dean Ambrose now? And he's like, change the match. That was a terrible accent. I was wondering what that was. The, uh, yeah, 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 just change the damn match or something like that. Because mm. he wanted to fight Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. And he wants the headline WrestleMania. That Ooh. was why. That's why he wanted to take McIntyre? on Seth. Yeah, he was like, I want to take on Seth. I want to be at WrestleMania. Yo, how about you go beat up Kofi Kingston? <laughs> um, no, he's on Bookham Strong. He doesn't want to take the title that's going to be on the pre-show. <sighs> Him and that wooden Velcro. Anyway, tell so, me more about this amazing episode of Raw, Matt. So that happened. And then we had tag match. Tag match next? Because we had DIY versus The Revival following... That was later. Next was the Lucha House Party versus The Losers. Oh, The Losers. Do they have an official name or they... No, they're just the Zack Ryder and uh, Kurt Hawkins. Right. And Kurt Hawkins ate the pin because Kurt Hawkins is going to eat the pin. Of course. I think they're going to give him a win of Mania. They're going to be on like a pre-show or something. And they're going to be like, oh. finally they win. It's going to be something dumb. Mr. Thrill said it best. <clears throat> they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. They're gonna lose, and then they're gonna beat the revival with Kurt Hawkins getting the pin. Then they're gonna win the tag titles that way. Yep. Because the WWE is dumb. 
Please tell me more about how much you love this episode of Raw. Hey, uh, the one match that I had was it was solid so far. <laughs> anyway, proceed. So that happened because then after that, you know who you know who came out after that. Oh, my boys. It was your boys? Oh yes. Yeah. And, and, and then the baby. classiest woman. Can you tell so, Raw? So, because I'm I'm ready. I'm ready, son. So, next was a weird promo. Not in the back. In front center stage, Heavy Machinery comes out. Otis and Tucker. And they go... Uh, they're like, how are you guys doing on Raw? Asking them dumb questions or whatever. And they're like, steaks and weights, baby. We're ready for you. And then Lacey Evans' music, hit, music hits. She comes out, struts down the ramp, comes back, and then... Heavy machinery, heavy machinery proceeds to bushwhacker walk down the ramp and back up. And Lacey Evans just standing there behind her, behind them. I'm not sure if you guys got it, but I kind of felt like it was like a managerial thing. That if there was anything to make me hate either of these two acts more, is by putting, them, putting together. them together. Yeah, probably. Because I already can't I was stand like, heavy machinery, and Lacey Evans makes me want to hit people. <laughs> if you put them together... Son, I may not want... I can't. I can't. If the three of them are on my TV simultaneously week to week, it may not. I may not be able to watch... Well, they're like polar just, opposites, which is why I'm like, why would this work? And then I'm like, it's WWE. That's why this works. Oh, my God. It, it makes so much it sense. Make any sense. It makes all the sense. And she wasn't, like, disgusted she, by her, her whole gimmick that they're playing, she's the classiest woman in the world, blah, 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 blah. And then you got right? Otis. And then you have Otis, who's a walking Tasmanian devil. Like... It makes all the sense in the world. She's going to teach them how to be classy. Stakes and weights. She's going to fit. Oh, my God. They're going to do it. Oh, my God. Are you writing their, their script for them already? I can see. I'm pretty sure I've watched them do this already. So Lacey Evans is going to pretty woman. Yes. Otis. She's going to, she's going to like, classy them up. She's like, oh, my, oh my God. That's going to come out in peacoats. Please continue about how good Raw was. So, next was DIY versus the revival. They're not DIY though. Mm, they they branded it as DIY on the screen, from what I remember. No, they're right? technically no. not a tag team. No. They're just Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Oh, really? Because the, they were a tag team here and on SmackDown. Not yeah, but they, just, they, they kept they kept um calling them DIY a reunion for whatever. They kept mentioning DIY. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. And they're saying it's a reunion, but it's not DIY. What? Hashtag DIY. Anyway. Solid. It was a solid match. It was a, it was a great match because, mm-hmm. of course, DIY and the Revival put on a great match. They've had a match of the year before. Exactly. However, um, Champa, there, were, there were two botches between... Because these call-ups weren't just on Raw. They were also on SmackDown. There were two botches throughout them that were pretty prevalent to me, at least. Um, and both of them were on Chompa's hands, and I. The whole show was a botch. <sighs> but out of the NXT matches, mm-hmm. there was uh, I. I think it ha- says something, especially when they wanted these. They, they they had booked NXT before as being a developmental brand, and now it's kind of being they they're talking about it being a third brand mm-hmm. in the cycle of the three of them. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. It just looks bad when they, you know, they pull someone like Chomp onto the main roster and they haven't put a spot on with uh, champions versus champions, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then he, there was a spot he tried to kind of... He had some uh, 
I think it was Dash in a uh, German suplex spot, mm-hmm. kind of. And then there was the other one, running okay. Irish women across. Mm-hmm. And he got stuck on one of the ropes. Mm-hmm. And Tommaso had to turn around and flip the German into the center of the ring. It was kind of... <laughs> it. I didn't notice it. It was a it was a weird spot, um, but yeah. And then on SmackDown, he Champa tried to do a sunset flip powerbomb, and he, cla- um, he crashed Sheamus down on his knee, and his whole his whole leg went gave out. Mm. Um, it was rough, and for that to happen, not just on the main roster, but then happened twice on the main roster, mm-hmm. air quotes, um, is is it's I, it just doesn't look good for him. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to see how they follow that up. I hope he didn't hurt his knee tonight on SmackDown because that looked like a rough spot and he got pulled out of the match pretty much immediately. Mm. He tagged in Gargano, Roulette to the side and he ended up picking up the pin somehow but he was like missing for most of that match. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, outside of those, they, they had put on a phenomenal show mm-hmm. uh, and they cut a promo afterwards as well that night on WWE.com with uh, Kathy? Who cares? Sure, whatever. Um, but... Yeah, following that, Sasha and yeah, uh-huh. Sasha and Bailey came out. Mm-hmm. They cut a tag. They cut a tag team uh, promo because they are our new mm-hmm. women's tag team champions. The first ever. Listen, inaugural. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the first uh-huh. ever WWE women's tag team champions. Ever. Yeah, whatever. Right. Um, talking about how they're so happy that they're finally there. Blah 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 blah. And they announce, they say that they will be defending the tag titles amongst Raw, anyone on Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. Right. Now, this is something that's kind of been tossed around in all the dirt sheets, mm-hmm. where I think the idea is they'll defend them on across all three brands, but they also won't defend them, like, every week. So, like, let's say they defend them on Raw this week, and then two weeks from now they'll defend them on SmackDown. They're not pulling triple duty every week. Right, because the the travel schedule for these girls would be insane if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Whoever's carrying these titles would just be on the road endlessly because SmackDown and Raw are not always in the same city. Yeah. They're in the same vicinity. They're in the same state, not in the same city. Yeah, and sometimes, and most of the time, they're only ever in the same city following a pay-per-view mm-hmm. because they don't have to be there. Right. But typically they're, you know... Maybe, sometimes they're even a state away, like like well, a hop, skip, and a jump away. But if they had to do, let's say, just because for our context, if they did like Raw in Long Island and then SmackDown is in like Philadelphia, it's not exactly a sh- uh, a super long ride. It's a almost a hundred miles. But that, but like that's a trip, you know. Mm. So if these women had to do that every week, Raw and SmackDown, and then go down to Florida for NXT tapings, and then drive back to wherever they are for Raw and SmackDown. I mean, I don't think they'll it. drive down to. You know, you know what? Never mind. They would fly. They would fly down there. Because I was saying they can just have the NXT girls come up, and they can just have a. But then they're defending on Raw and SmackDown, not on NXT. But you know how like when we go to live shows, they have like before any show. They'll film an NXT yeah. match, something they yeah. can do something like like a dark match NXT. They can just record it and then. I guess. It just it would it wouldn't sit well with the rest of the show though. If you're watching NXT and everything's a full cell, and all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it would have to, everything would have to get recorded then. It's just a so they don't have to travel down yeah. if they're in Alaska, right? Right. And right. they don't have to travel all the way to Florida. They can just fly, fly out. out the people from Florida. Yeah. To them. 
But yeah, so apparently that's to be the way they're going to do it. They're going to defend them on all three brands, mm-hmm. but the defenses will be more, they'll be spread out. Spread so out. That, that makes sense. They're not killing themselves. I, what what occurred to me is what if they end up doing, um, like, uh, title offenses against an NXT team, would they end would they end up doing it on a takeover, or would they be doing it on the main pay-per-view? Or would they just do it on a regular NXT team? Well, I'm thinking like bigger, bigger scale. I mean, because it takeover. I mean, it would make the most sense to do it on a takeover. Because that way you add, you put more eyes on takeover. But you could also that's true. You but you could also argue that their main quote unquote main roster titles. Why wouldn't you just advertise the NXT superstars on the bigger? Because the whole point is that they're defending against or on Raw and SmackDown and NXT. You want, if you want to establish NXT as a third brand, mm-hmm. that's part of how you do it. You have these main roster women come down to TakeOver and have the match at TakeOver, mm-hmm. and then that's how you spread the love. But then what's going to be weird is they would have to start splitting the pay-per-views again because NXT's going to have its own thing, and then Raw and SmackDown's going to share pay-per-views? I have no idea. The logistics of this are a mess. It's going to be very mess. weird the next couple months. On top of that, if you bring up NXT women to have a women's title match on, let's say, Rumble or Survivor Series or whatever, then you have the questions of, oh, does that mean a main roster call-up for these two? Versus if you have the tag tag champs just perform a takeover, well, then that's what it is. It's just they happen to go down to takeover to face these NXT champs. But you run into that also. What if, let's say, Jessamine Duke and uh, Marina Schaefer win the the titles? For instance. Right. Are they getting called up? Are they going to stay in NXT with the titles? Like, what's no, going to happen? It'll then? be, it'll presumably, they're NXT superstars who happen to have the titles, and they will defend it on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. But they'll be NXT superstars, just like Sasha and Bailey right now are considered to be Raw superstars. The branding's going to get very weird. The logistics are a mess because WWE. <laughs> well, they have takeovers. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. But. That's not where that segment ended. Nope. It continued on with more terrible things. Uh, Nia Jax and Tamina came out talking about them and their love thing that's going on in the ring. You gotta stop the happiness and the doves or the whatever she was saying. The was just so awkward. It was weird because she was like, okay, let's go fight. And then they go to fight and they just they, they don't make it into they the They eat ring. a baseball slide from Bailey. Mm-hmm. Sasha tries to put Nia Jax in the bank statement. In the bank statement. And then Tamina and I, Jax, go back up the ramp. Mm-hmm. It was super awkward. Man, I, I, I spoke to you about this before like we started recording. I was like, Raw wasn't that bad. And like sitting here like listening back, I was like, man, that was It was bad, garbage. dude. I'm well, telling the you. The best parts of it, it were the awful. matches, for the most part. Because the matches were longer. They weren't, like... Even, like, they didn't give... I didn't fully watch the Finn Balor-Ricochet match. Mm-hmm. They gave him plenty of time. No, I'm not saying time. I'm mm. saying in terms of quality. Mm. I don't know if it was a fantastic match. Mm. DIY versus Ciampa and Gargano versus The Revival. Mm. I didn't get to watch the full match. Mm. But what I did watch, I was like, uh, it's just like a basic tag team match for me. Mm. Aleister Black versus Elias. Those two guys don't mix. I'm sorry I jumped the gun, but... Mm. Yeah. It, it didn't work for me. I mean, yeah, it's great to see these four guys come up, especially because I want Aleister Black on the main roster so badly. Mm-hmm. And on SmackDown, because he can work so much better there. 
Yeah, but his 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 whole thing is a he's definitely a raw. Guy. Yeah, he's a raw guy. But his character is raw. Can, but his yeah. wrestling is SmackDown for sure. His persona is raw. His wrestling is SmackDown. Yeah, agreed. I don't know this raw. Raw was a dumpster. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't even start ripping into it yet. Do you want to rip into it now? You don't want to finish. I mean, so yeah, so you don't want to finish Black. with the Drew McIntyre squash over Dean Ambrose. Oh God. Or the or the back to back nights that Ruby Riot got beat. So and then Ronda beat up the rest of the, rest you know of the Riot Squad we'll, in like two we'll, seconds. We'll roll the the Riot Squad thing into your complaints then because sure. I also had complaints about that. Sure. So I'm about to time your rant. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the following stuff was Alistair Black versus Elias. Um, the, I actually I didn't mind the pairing at first. At at first I was like, huh, this is weird. What is this, metal versus country? Like, is that the whole point of this was? <laughs> I oh, blues, rather? I'm sorry, yeah. blues, I, yeah. Not country, I'm sorry. That's, Jay, that's, Jeff, that's Jeff Jarrett. Because at this point in the in the show, I'm like, okay, they're clearly trying to establish NXT as this third brand, the way that Hunter's been talking about it slowly, hinting at it over the past couple weeks. Um, and Alistair's clearly a main card player, like a top tier player. So throw him in there with Elias. Is Elias really top tier like that? No, nope. no, mm. and he's I, he's just not good in the ring. Yeah, he's not good in the ring at all. He he was, he's okay. he's not bad on the mic, and he's serviceable in the ring. Mm-hmm. But when you go on with some with the elk of of Alistair Black, it's who is it that he had that match with that it just Dolph exposed him, exposed him, Dolph Ziggler, exposed him. Elias is a promo guy. He's not an he's not he's not a worker. Mm-hmm. He's not an in ring guy. He's not gonna he's not gonna lead you to anything. Like I was like, yo, he's due for an IC title. I was like, no, he is not ready for a belt. No, hmm. no. His character was at some point. Yeah, in terms of promo work. Yeah, and like in ring work, he was always in a tag team match or something like that. But he's. And I, I like Elias. He's just not good. He's just not good. I don't know. I. It was fine. I mean, he's a bigger guy, I guess, too. So, build um, Alistair Black into the main roster as like you know someone that could take on bigger, stronger dudes, whatever. But um, they wrap that up, and we go into the squash match that was Dolph Ziggler versus I mean Dolph, Drew McIntyre versus Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Uh, that lasted all of two seconds. Yep. More than two seconds, because you got the three count. Three count. It was, three it was about. A minute, it was a minute and a half. Minute and a half. Yeah. I think them two coming to the ring, and that was a. Yeah. That, and it would have been shorter if he didn't go for the second Claymore kick. It was pathetic. Well, you can't put down big shoulder Dean Ambrose with just one Claymore kick. You gotta get one for both shoulders. <laughs> but that that ended that, and the women closed out the night. Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot, accompanied by the Riot Squad. Now, my main gripe with, well, one of my main gripes with Elimination Chamber was that they squashed Ruby mm-hmm. in like less than a, two minutes. Mm-hmm. It, the ma- looking it up later, the match was literally a minute and forty-seven seconds. Charlotte Flair's promo was two minutes and, and seventeen seconds. So, then they decide to give her the time for the match the night after on Raw, but. You can't have her have that match that long without having her cronies on the side. That match was terrible. 
I am an avid Ruby Riot fan, and that match was awful. Her ma- worst match of the like easily, easily probably her worst match on the main roster. It was awful. And here we go. go. <laughs> this felt like the most underplanned panic attack, lazy booking I've ever seen on a show in my existence. There was no thought put into this other than we need ratings, we need the spark, we have to get from here to Mania, and we don't know how to get there without completely changing the landscape of what we want compared to what we already have. What do we do? We need a placeholder. So what do they do? They brought up four guys from NXT, sprinkled them across three matches, and did absolutely nothing with the rest of the booking for the whole entire show. Why did we have to have Braun versus Baron Corbin in a rematch? Time. Why? To fill time. To fill time. Okay, fine. The night before, we had Lashley and McIntyre help him out. Not existing here. Okay, so we're going to take what happened to Chamber and completely ignore it. Yeah. Not ruining, a thing. Ruining my record. <laughs> Not a thing. Completely inconsequential. Heyman's promo within a promo of a promo with a promo. You're going to run through the whole thing. <laughs> Waste of effing time. Waste of my life. Ricochet, as fantastic as he is and as great as he is with Leo Rush, you're... I mean... Yes, you have him with Finn Balor. Finn Balor's one of your top guys. You have Leo Rush and him who have great chemistry. But Lashley is not being booked as anything other than a crony. Stooge. He's a stooge. He's a stooge. So this is what you're doing with Ricochet? You're putting him with this stooge thing that means nothing? Why is he interfering with Finn Balor? The friends. Yeah. According to who? Since when? With what context? Did you know that? Because I had no idea because I had no reason to know that because there's no context. Social media. That doesn't make any sense. They were hanging out backstage. Also, why they are you debuting friends. these guys in a random Raw that has nothing to do with anything? It's not random. It's the roster elimination chamber, one of their biggest events of the year. Oh, yeah, right. Not not after Money in the Bank, not after Rumble, not after Mania, just on a random Raw after the chamber. In Lafayette, where no one knows nothing about nothing. Whoa. It's New Orleans. And this is not to disrespect New Orleans, but this is not like a, a, a Mark city where they know these guys if you do this in philly in new york in chicago in la the minute you hear these guys they're losing their minds last night they didn't care and mm-hmm. it's close to louisiana the crowd could not care less i don't think about just, any of these they four. don't care about raw that's why but my point is that like this is like a casual fan base there was why like are you no nxt chants like, nothing get some sort nothing of NXT. They, called, NXT. They, they, they chanted nxt during the the gargano champa revival match they did. Okay. But you guys said that they didn't. They was, um, there was no energy from the crowd for these four performers. There's no energy from the crowd unless Roman Reigns is there getting booed. But my point is that it's a casual <laughs> fan base. Why would you bring out the NXT call-ups? By the way, they haven't even successfully dealt with the call-ups that they did a few months ago. Where's EC1 and 2? With EC3, Lacey Evans, Heavy Machinery, Lacey Nikki Evans Cross. Doing what?! <laughs> Doing what? She was strutting her stuff. Doing, walking up and down the ramp, wasting my life. Doing what? Walking. So why are we still she doing? She's being classy. Waste of my time, complete and total waste. The the the, uh, I can't even like they're the way that they're doing, uh, Gargano and Ciampa, who are like frenemies, who with all the work that they did for the last year to build that rivalry, have a rivalry of the year, where we get to a point where they aren't friends, but they respectfully understand each other and they're both heels, yet when they're on the main roster, they're working almost as a phase tag team that never broke up. And on SmackDown, 
Another tag team match. So these two singles titles holders, the NXT champion and the North American champion, are doing tag matches? Does that not tell you what WWE has in store for them? Because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Then you have the, the Dean Ambrose is getting is getting squashed. So what does that do for anybody? You have this whole thing with him and Seth Rollins having this blood feud, and then he's cracking jokes at Seth Rollins backstage. Why weren't you there to help me? You lost your mind? Meh. Well, that's the thing. He's lost his mind. They buried Ruby Riot on Sunday, and they finished burying the rest of the Riot squad on Monday. Well, it was like the wake on on Sunday, and then there was like the complete funeral. It was insane. It's complete nonsense. This was them reacting to zero to, to their ratings dropping and no plans. They have Fastlane around the corner. They have Mania right after that. They have half of the bill in place, and they have to get there, and they don't know how. So they did all things that were 100% inconsequential. Nothing that happened on Raw mattered or meant anything. It was three hours of wasted time. Three hours that built to nothing. That did nothing to help promote anybody. Other than the DIY and Revival match was a great match. And that was that. Shut up on Gargano. Exactly my point. That's how they should be being billed and booked and shown. And they're showcasing them as a tag team. Every promo backstage is the two of them together. Everything is then packaged together. They should be packaged as individuals. And they're not doing that. And then they're floating on Raw and on SmackDown the same way that these other call-ups who are still not established. Not, on top, not to mention the ones from before, like Sanity, who debuted a year ago, who still are doing nothing. So you're calling up more and more superstars to do absolutely nothing... When your guys who have already been there, like Ty Dillinger, whose birthday was today, had birthday Ty Dillinger, is not even on TV. Is it his 10th birthday? That would be weird if it was. Especially because he also... Oh, by the way. What if he's like Shazam? Also, congratulations to him because him and uh, Peyton Royce got engaged. Oh. So, congrats to them. Yeah, congrats. Yeah. And then SmackDown was no better. SmackDown was no better. So, we had... Uh, Alistair Black versus Elias on no. Raw. Oh, oh, yeah. And then who did he, and then he had against Andrade. against Andrade on SmackDown with his wife. Yes, with his I wife. I called it though. I was you like, did. yo, if, you if, did. if he doesn't face Andrade, then throw the whole show away. But what is but what is the point that they're trying to accomplish? Because Andrade is still not cemented. So he just ate an L for no reason. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. DIY who did they face on SmackDown tonight? Um Sheamus and Debar. Okay. The bar. Uh, Seamus and the bar. Uh, I, I, I was like, who's the other? Oh, the bar. They're just they're yeah, the Cesaro. It just doesn't... They, it was so lazy. Only thing that had any consequence was on SmackDown was the the, the, uh, the six-man tag match. Which all it did was just <clears throat> feed service to the whole Kofi Kingston thing. But you didn't which even is need absurd, to have that. Because they could have just done the Kofi versus Daniel Bryan match. They could have done anything. You need a number one contenders match. That's how you. That's how you do it. Doing a six man tag match isn't the best way to do that. I hundred percent agree. No, but what are they gonna do? They already had a gauntlet match last week. Mm-hmm. They just had the chamber match on Sunday. So what other way can we fatal have four way match or a fatal five way match instead of but burying? Then, no, no, but I'm saying like that's something. But that, that requires that the, the WWE option. thinking and planning, which this week was. 
how do we do as little as humanly possible and still put on five hours of programming? Well, you we didn't talk about how they buried Asuka this week either. They oh my! They didn't bury no, her. No, it's not that they buried Asuka. Is they continue to drop the ball on booking her because she has a competitive match with Mandy Rose and then loses. Mandy Rose on shouldn't a, on a dumb in a dumb fashion. Too. Yeah, making Asuka look like an idiot with Lacey Evans, and, you know, starting her stuff. So I just <laughs> so you, you have Mandy Rose should not even be able to sniff Asuka's boots, let alone. Get to a point where she beats her after a 15-minute match. On a roll-up. On a, on a roll-up after hitting her on the rope because she faked an eye injury from a knee. She, so, so can I Please. jump in real quick? Go ahead. I'm sweating. It was an eight-and-a-half-minute rant, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sweating. <sighs> Stupid. So I'm going to run through real quick. Lacey Evans coming down mid-match. And just looking at Sonya Deville, and then walking right back up. I, I I don't know what they're doing. I hate Lacey Evans. And I, they don't know what they're doing on Raw, and you can see that it's starting to bleed over into mm-hmm. SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It took some time, but now it's starting to bleed over into SmackDown, and it's 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 bad. So Mandy Rose and Oscar have this match. And it's not a bad match, especially it's 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 a good no, showing for Mandy Rose. Right, but it shouldn't have been. What do you mean it shouldn't have been? It shouldn't have been a. It should have been a five minute slap fest, and Oscar should have buried not not buried buried, but like she should have handled business on Mandy Rose. We're talking about Oscar here. Mm. They they've gone so far past the dominant Oscar that she's competitive with Mandy Rose. Okay, so hear me out. I know they're high on her. Not, it's not about being high on her. Hear me out real quick. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where's Charlotte? Essentially, on Raw. Where's Becky Lynch? Suspended. Who else is a top female on SmackDown? Naomi. That's mm-hmm. not a face. Champion. Oh, that's not a face. Carmella's a face now. I don't know. I feel like Sonya. Naomi's a face. I feel like Sonya Deville would have fit this spot better than Mandy Rose. They're not high on uh, Sonya Deville. And that's where the coming on. Um, that's where part come, of my issue. Yeah, yeah. See, but that they're trying to establish Mandy Rose as their next big heel. But this is why they should have done Charlotte versus Oscar too. This is why they should have done because Oscar versus Charlotte too. Mandy, Mandy and Deville. And not even like whatever. Let them do whatever they want. I don't care about them too. Mm. But Oscar should be doing something more important. You're 100 percent right. There's no one else she can go up against. What the Iconics? No one's gonna take them seriously. They can maybe get them through Fastlane, but then you still need something for her to do at Mania. I mean, she's beaten both the Iconics on NXT also, so it's not like it's, this is a match she hasn't done before. And this is the W. This is why WWE does not know. How to, how to book ahead, they don't plan, and it shoots them in the foot. So they end up doing this. And your SmackDown Women's Champion feels like the biggest afterthought on your entire company. She's doing nothing. She's almost as irrelevant as the United States Championship. Yeah. There are no... I feel like every other title, we have a clear club, clear cut plan that we can see from here to Mania. Or at least somewhat. At least booked into Fastlane. At least it's a, it's a book into Fastlane. Universal title is set. 
Brock versus, Reth, uh, versus Seth Rollins. But let's not. I, I don't want to go back into Raw real quick, but does anyone really care about this Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar match? No, because Seth isn't on TV wrestling. When Seth is on TV, the fans are behind him. When Seth is wrestling, the fans are behind him. Uh, they're always behind him. Don't get me wrong. And, and this goes back to the pandering thing. Um, what I'm talking about is Roman Reigns last year. Not the year before that, but the year before that. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. It kind of... Not necessarily felt big, but there was a little bit more ingredients in the pot, if if you get what I'm saying. Okay. With Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar came in after the Royal Rumble, F5'd him, we haven't seen him again. Yeah. Paul Heyman's coming out doing these promos for a promo. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. If you're going to build... There's no heat. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to... No long, long story short. There's, long story short, there was no heat for the Universal Sign match. You're there's right. going to be no heat for the WWE Championship match. Right. We're going to a WrestleMania with zero heat. One match has all of the heat. And that's it. And and they're, they're what they're doing is... The heat, and they're taking it off. Yeah. Because, well, their plan for that is, as much as I hate it, is... Becky more... Lynch gets a bigger pop when she wins. Right. Yes, right. I get they're, that. They're removing heat to essentially add more heat to it later. But we're going into WrestleMania's... Like, we're in WrestleMania season, as they yeah. call it. Yeah. We're 50-some-odd days away. Mm-hmm. There's no heat for the, any of your championship matches except your Raw Women's Champion. Yeah. And that's not even about the title. It just happens to be part of that picture. Mm-hmm. It's more Becky versus Ronda. Ronda just happens to be carrying that belt. But, I, but, I, but what I was saying is that at least there's a picture. At least we know it's Brock versus Seth. At least we know that Daniel Bryan has Kofi Kingston going into Fastlane. And who knows after that? Hopefully not Kofi Kingston going into Mania. Please not Kofi Kingston into Mania. All of you fickle fans who all of a sudden you're all Kofi. No- oh, I got Kofi Mania. Shut up. Please no, no Kofi Mania. Mania. They got pancakes. No Kofi they Mania. get pancake launchers. Please no Kofi Mania. Awesome. Uh, at least we, you know, we have the Finn has the IC to the championship. So there's nothing story. There's no story built yet. But he's still in that program with Lashley. So I'm sure we're gonna get that nonsense again. I think it's a fast lane job, and that's it. Who knows? Hear me out. I want to thank Nia Jax for breaking Becky Lynch's face. It was real ugly real quick. This <laughs> would have died at Survivor Series, and they would have had nothing. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. At least they would have had the Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey thing. Mm-hmm. They would have never had the the the, the heat right. with no, yeah, Becky right. Lynch. You're 100% right. Then we would really have gone into WrestleMania. Bro, I don't think I had a board tickets to WrestleMania. Well, who knows? I mean, it's possible that they would have pivoted towards something else. Because once... The Becky Ronda thing became your clear cut A story. They built everything around that story, which I'm fine with. So who knows if maybe if that didn't happen, like you said, if maybe that died at Survivor Series, they probably would have built it around something else. I'm sure as as short sighted as WWE is, there's no way they're gonna go into Mania without having built their A story 
for like six months or whatever. Really? I'm not saying they do it well. I mean, they had Brock versus Roman built for like four years. And even at Mania, he didn't win. Yeah, I know. I really hope Seth wins because I'm over Brock. Well, in non-WWE news real quick, Dana White said that Daniel Cormier is currently injured and he has a fight set for February, but they didn't say no, um, they didn't say when. February there's like two weeks left. Yeah. There's no the next big pay per view UFC has is John Jones fighting uh, defending his light heavyweight championship. Yeah. If you don't get something the week before this weekend or the week after, Daniel Cormier is turning forty. You're gonna have Brock Lesnar fight. What if he gets jacked up? Hypothetically, gets jacked up in the middle of March. Two weeks later is WrestleMania. You think Vince is gonna have Brock Lesnar come out all battered and beat up? Right now, them doing this whole Brock Lesnar Universal Championship waiting on the UFC thing is really throwing a wrench into their entire but this, but Universal this is title teams. This is what Vince wants, and this is what Vince gets. Because Vince is super short-sighted. Because all he can see is next week. All oh, the ratings are super low. We gotta do something about it. Hunter, oh, call your people. He's so reactionary, it's, in, it's insanely annoying. He's not proactive. He's reactive. And this is why we get this heaping pile of garbage that was this week's Raw. SmackDown was better, but I think only because they did most of it on on Raw, and then they only had two hours on SmackDown, and they have Kofi Kingston. As much as I'm not about this whole Kofi Kingston trip, thank the heavens for it. Because if the fans weren't behind Kofi, they'd have nothing to do tonight. They'd have nothing to do. The New Day, you mean? No, the WWE. With they who are they, who's gonna face uh, Daniel Bryan at Fastlane? By Kofi Kingston getting so over right now, is taking the thought out of like WWE doesn't think of it. They don't have to think about it. It's just there. Mm-hmm. It's just sad. This, the Mustafa Ali was in this picture, and they said that they were going to give him the it same push. Breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. Mustafa Ali getting the the, the gauntlet, uh, the Iron Man gauntlet, being the last guy in the chamber. Do you think chamber. he would have gotten as much like you know fan reaction though as Kofi? If I've learned anything from WWE fans over the last year, mm-hmm. you put any guy who can go and let him go for an hour, the fans will get behind him. Hmm. Seth, Kofi. Mustafa has the skill, the skill set to do that. Cause Co- let's let's be real here, all you Kofi fans, let's be real here. Kofi didn't do anything amazing. Kofi did what a 11, 15, 20 year veteran professional wrestler should be doing with the endurance to do it for an hour. That's what he did. Nothing about his gauntlet match performance. Or the Eliminated Chamber match made me go, oh my god, I'm seeing Kofi Kingston in a whole new light. I mean, every like wrestling podcast or show on YouTube I've, I've watched, they, they said that the men's Elimination Chamber was the best match of the night. False! And I'm like... False! Were we watching the same... Like, It was a good match, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't match of the night. Like, Pacini was gushing over it. Yeah. I was like, what mm. are you talking about? Yeah, no. I, again... 
I, Mustafa has the ability. So if booked properly, yes, I think the fans would have gotten behind him. As much as Kofi, no, because Kofi has the new day. Like, he's already starting here. Mustafa's starting, like, down here. Kofi's been with the company for 11 years. He has all those Royal Rumbles where he's, like, you know, defied elimination. The thing, all yeah. those title wins. His, you know, past Jamaican-ness. He's got the New Day and Africa, that whole thing. Africa now. Yeah, right? The, like, he has all of that going for him already. Mustafa's trying to shed the cruiserweight weight. Exactly. So he has to work harder. So if, if Kofi went from here to here, Mustafa's going to go from here to here. Mm-hmm. So he, would he have gotten the following? Not to the same degree. But I think he definitely would have gotten fans on his side. I think it would have been great for Mustafa, especially going into Mania season. Even if he doesn't end up being the Mania opponent, mm-hmm. even if it's just for Fastlane, that's amazing for, for Mustafa. Now, he's in the back of the line. I just hope that when he comes back from his concussion, he's not with Ty Dillinger. No. Doing nothing. He, he may. They have, they have to see the potential of Mustafa. Look, honestly, they're not going to do anything with him. Look what they did with Finn Balor when he came back. Yep. Jobbing to Kane, jobbing to this person, getting squashed by that person. It's so insane how WWE seems to punish you for getting hurt. How dare you get injured? You're not on TV for six months. We put a little stuck in you, kid, and now you're dead. I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm. But you're 100% right. Finn Balor has all of the tools. Mm. Enough that you guys put the Universal title on him. You decided to put the Universal title on him, and then he got hurt? Forget him. Mm. You're 100% right. Andrade, who supposedly Vince is high on, they're doing nothing with. Not even the U.S. title run. Nothing. Well, you got. And at this point, I'm don't put the U.S. title. What on U.S. Him. title? At this point, don't put the U.S. title on him. What U.S. title? I haven't seen it. It's gonna fall. Into Who has it? States of Truth. I forgot Truth was a champion. <laughs> I thought it was Shinsuke or Rusev. The reason, uh, the only reason I remember the Truth is oh, Rusev is I had an update. Channel. I had to so. update my uh, 2K19. Roster. Bro, I'm, I, I said it to you guys before we went on. Between last week's Raw, Chamber, and this week's Raw, it's getting really difficult to watch WWE shows right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I... Really difficult. I had after zero through, interest in watching SmackDown tonight after Raw last night. After running through over. Raw the way we did, I'm realizing it was a bad... It really was a bad Raw. I just had enjoyable moments with it in it that made it bearable for me. And that's the problem. Is yes. that they get away with it because mm-hmm. of stuff like that. And it's a complacency with the fans. And that's, we can't get stuck in that mindset. You know, it's because as fans, we don't hold WWE accountable for their actions. That's exactly right. We still fill up arenas. We still buy the merch. We still have the network. We still watch the pay-per-views. We still watch the Raws. We and still watch the SmackDowns. And we're 100% part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Exactly. How many t-shirts do we have amongst the three of us? Uh, WWE? Yeah. Most of mine are honestly three or four. Right, you have like three or four. I have like three or four. I probably have two, two or three. Yeah. We all we we have the network. You and I bought tickets for Mania. We've been to two separate takeovers. We bought bought tickets for Mania. No, regardless, regardless, regardless. Whatever reason, Mm. we gave WWE a boatload of money, 
to go to 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 sit in one of their products. I will wait till Vince dies and Hunter takes over. And we I went to takeovers. We've gone to their house shows. Raws and Smackdowns. Yo, you went to I, I went to a Raw. It, uh, we've, we've we've given them money. We talk about them all on our show. And and then we expect them to, to change when we give them everything anyway? They're listening. Why, it's not why just would us, they? Though. It's not why just would us. They? No, it's of every, course. Every podcast that just, that allows WWE to get, you know and this is the hope that AEW brings. Mm-hmm. The alternative to WWE. This is this is why there are so many fans who despite people calling AEW just a glorified t-shirt company at this point, mm-hmm. That's why there's so many fans who are willing to invest in this glorified t-shirt company. Mm-hmm. Why there are people who are willing to go to these these outdoor venues in Jacksonville or in Vegas who are willing to sit at their computer and jump on tickets in 30 seconds and sell out an entire show in less than 10 minutes. Chill out of four minutes, less than... Yeah. Because there's people who love wrestling, love wrestling, and are sick and tired of what WWE's putting out. They want an alternative. I want an alternative. I'm tired of this thoughtless garbage. These fantastic athletes, these phenomenal performers who are being wasted away on a company that doesn't take more than 10 minutes to think about what they're going to do on their three-hour show. It's insane. It's insulting. No wonder everyone wants to jump ship. I would too. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to get that um, announcement from NXT about on NXT this week. We don't know what the. I think they might end up either extending NXT to a longer to show two hours, or or, or uh, a live version of it possibly. But I think that would be way too far of a stretch to go for. Well, if they want to make the three brands, it would make sense for they that. Have to That's why I'm coming. And they up have with. to go to two hours. Right. So I don't know. Maybe they're gonna. Do something with 205 Live and join it with NXT to well, some extent. There's been more talks about what Fox is going to do with WWE's um, programming. Mm. SmackDown's going to be their you know, their flagship on Fox. Right. And then there's going to be, quote-unquote, other WWE programmings on their other networks, as such as Fox Sports and Fox One or whatever. FXX. Whatever the case is. Nice. So maybe that's where NXT comes in. Maybe they move NXT over from the network to Fox Sports One. Or something like that. Who knows? Because they've got an X. It could be NXT and they'll put the fox on the... Oh, there we go. God. Made the logo. Bam. Well, that's terrible. FX. That's awful. And then NXT. It'd be so bad. I see it. It's going to happen. AEW, please get your TV deal. Please announce it. I'm getting tired of this. Yikes. But, I think that's shall, the whole shall, week. Shall we wrap this, guys? I think we're wrapping it up like a burrito. Well, better than the guy who wrapped your burrito on Sunday. Yikes. But terrible. Terrible. Les hanging out and everything. Terrible. But that's the episode, guys. Thanks for sticking around, listening to us scream at WWE for what an hour, and a, half. hour and a half. Sure, hour and a half. Um, I am the double Z, double E, Matty Bizzle. To my right, Poetarian. Well, the thrill, Poetarian, Major English. Whatever you need me to be, including Mr. Rant Guy, that's who I'll be because I'm angry. <laughs> to my left, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. 
Make sure you're listening to us on all of our platforms, checking us out and interacting with us on facebook.com slash grapples2apples. That's the number two apples. Uh, Twitter.com slash grapples2apples. And we're, we're there. We're there. We're mm-hmm. in the internet, spacing around for you. Make sure you subscribe to us on podcast services, Apple Podcasts, Play Music, SoundCloud, wherever you get the, the, the noises to your ears. Until next time, peace. Watch it. Thank you.